Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Pastor and Bible teacher Clark Covington here with another episode of KJV Cafe. Man, we are flying right along. La- flying at- Today we're talking about birds and we're flying right along. There you go. All right. Last episode we spoke about God's incredible creation and how amazing it is that all of these um, points in scripture match up. And so we were looking in Proverbs 3 as well as Proverbs 8. And Proverbs 3 looked at the wisdom and God's wisdom and all that he's created. And so when we read Genesis 1, oftentimes we look at it like a checklist. Day 1, day 2, day 3, day 4, day 5, day 6, and then he rested, okay. Or we'll look at it like, okay, God did this, this, and this. But we can get deeper and look at it, why did God create this, then this? For example, I mean, how could God create, say, animals if there were no there was no dry land for them to live on right how could they god create dry land if there wasn't water to surround the land and you know on how could god create uh, a species that would need sunlight if they he hadn't made sun yet so everything is in a particular order and as we see it it's just perfect here and we're going through and the um last episode we also spoke about how all of this points to uh, God's perfect design and wisdom and the fact that uh, it's mentioned in both Proverbs by Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, as well as in the book of Job and Job 38 about these depths of the sea. And I highly encourage you to not just take my half answer about the depths of the sea, where I talk about how there's some kind of aquifer that spurted up and that they found it some time ago recently, but actually research that yourself and you'll be fascinated at how recent it, it, it is of a discovery and yet how the Bible mentions it all the time. And just for extra points here, the Bible doesn't just reveal the depths of the sea, though that is one way we know the Bible's true because no man could have been there under the sea to see it. It also gets into like Orion and some of the constellations we see in the, in the sky. And it's like, how on earth did they know or were they able to articulate these things at that time and explain them? There's no way but God. And that wisdom, by the way, here uh, is so needed in today's world. And the same God that gave the writers of this Bible, both the original writers like Moses writing Genesis, but also to the interpreters, right? Uh, those that were that were interpreting the original manuscripts or whatever resources they had, the same wisdom God gave those individuals is the same wisdom he's willing and able to give us. You know, the Bible says that God gives wisdom and doesn't upbraid. He doesn't upbraid giving wisdom, okay? He is so good to us. It's hard for me to articulate this, but we have to ask God for wisdom. We have to ask God for wisdom because he will give it to to us when we ask him. And when we ask him, I think it's important to think about, hey, God, you know everything, right? Like, what is it 
that you don't know. Do you see, is that not an act of faith when we go to God in that light and we say, God, you know everything. What is it that you don't know? James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, yeah, that'd be a good idea, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So we know Solomon asked for wisdom and received it. We know that the world is made with God's wisdom, as we read in Proverbs. We understand that Job and others mention these deep secrets of the world that God clearly gave them. And the same God that has blessed them is the same God that will bless you with godly wisdom. And asking him is something that he delights in. He wants to give us wisdom. I'll be right back after this break. Listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. Yeah, the break just shot up on me and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Back now, back now. It's just uh, one of those days. So yes, if we ask God, he'll give us great wisdom. And I can tell you, I often ask God for wisdom. I often ask God for, man, all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I, I'm a very curious, I have a very curious mind and I'm so constantly wanting to know things from the Lord and I pray for his answer and the uh, Lord has really uh, been good to me and I enjoy that sweet fellowship and I encourage you to continue if you are already or start if you aren't asking God for wisdom. All right here, verse 21, and God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas. Let fowl multiply in the earth and the morning in the uh, and the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Okay, so that's Genesis here, 21 through 23. Uh, and it first mentions here in Genesis the uh, fowls of the air there in verse 20. And that's what we're looking at here. And we're going to look at it tomorrow too. Uh, and I think that should be enough. But hey, we may even go a third day. Who knows? God knows. Um, birds, fowl, F O. W-L. It's not a foul ball in baseball, though I probably say it like it is. It is a bird, or they are birds. Why did God create birds? I mean, think about how we interact with birds in our life. My, you know, if you know me, my first thought, I mean, I'm thinking of food. I'm thinking of meat, chicken. I sure eat a lot of chicken uh, and eggs, you know, uh, so food. God gave us birds for food. Uh, and of course, not just chicken. I mean, some people really love duck. Uh, I think in the Asian culture, I think it's Vietnamese, they can cook some quail like you've never had in your life. I mean, some really good quail, not just Vietnamese. I mean, I think French and others cook quail as well, but quail uh, and many other birds people might eat. Uh, some people have pet birds. Like you think of the parrot. And I was trying to explain to my kids about how some birds can talk. And I'm just like, I have no idea how they can do that. But again, that's the thing you can ask God about. Pet birds, uh, nature, amen. They are, play a huge role in other ecosystems like pollination, which leads to seed production. What You really can go deep into that if you research how the role that birds play in pollination. Uh, the hummingbird, that's a beautiful bird, by the way. I was thinking of that. They like to sometimes come around the plants that we'll have in front of our house. 
Uh, birds play a role in seed dispersion. So we've talked before about how God made one way for seeds to travel by like their outer casing, you know, like a, whatever that is. Uh, the, the, like, I don't know what it's called, but some of those plants have this outer casing where the seeds are in and they can fly away. But also birds can take those um, seeds and fly away with them. And that helps with dispersion. And a role in marine life, you know, you have seabirds and they, they bring things to, to the sea and they take things from the sea. And uh, if you've ever spent time with the ocean, you certainly you'll see birds out there looking for a meal and they're quite good. They'll fly up high and they'll be able uh, by the instincts that God gave them to dive in and grab a meal. So they play that important role and migration. And man, if you research migration, it's incredible what birds can do, like how they fuel up on certain foods and all before they travel long distances. You know, how on earth do they have this instinct if it not for God? I mean, any any way you want to, you know, if you have a friend, and I mean a friend, like you can't argue anyone into believing in God, but certainly if you have a friend that's willing to entertain you and they, they're one of these science nerds or something, just start talking about migration, the role in marine life, sea dispersion, the I mean, the role in pollination and say, you know, it's interesting, uh, the bird does all these things just out of like, nothing out of quote evolution like no there some there's a program in those birds of course there's many other animals and insects we could talk talk about as well with that kind of great instinct birds are incredibly important and incredibly sophisticated creatures and god uses birds throughout his word to help us understand who he is and what he requires of us God used birds in Noah's ark did he not you had the raven and the dove after the flood to discover when dry land would arrive. So we see birds used as messengers, if you will. Uh, and you also have birds relating to God's creation. Uh, Psalm 50, verse 11. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. That You know, God's creation, that's all his. He knows them all. And we see God's provision with birds. Matthew 6, 26. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Have you thought about this verse lately? I have. If you are going through any kind of trial or problem, and you're wondering, God, when are you going to show up? Take a look at the bird. We have some little fat birds. I don't know how, I don't know what you call them. They're like little, they look like fur, little fur balls. And they're these birds, I guess they got a big coat for the winter and they'll come up to our deck just to see kind of what's going on. I don't know why they just like to perch on our deck, maybe because they're too big to perch up high. I don't know, but, um, I'll look at them and they'll just kind of look around and, you know, just be perched up for a little bit and fly away. And I'll think of that text and I'll think of the idea that, you know what, that bird is not not like doing some special thing, right? They're not um, making some big noise for God. They're not uh, trading stocks on the stock market. They're just there. And God knows them. That's what Psalm 50, 11 tells us. And God takes care of them. It literally says in Matthew 6, 26, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? And we are. We are precious in God's sight. We are his supreme creation. We are given to rule over all that's on the earth. And so if he'll take care of those birds, most certainly he'll take care of us, even when we can feel at times out of sorts, whether the devil's trying to get us out of sorts or whether it's just the circumstances of life that oftentimes make us feel like we're out of sorts. 
A very comparable verse, Luke 12, 24, consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And so you think of the the, uh, ravens here, and they don't have a storehouse, right? Just as Matthew says, there's no barns. There's nothing for them. They don't have anything stored up. They don't have any, uh, uh, like the squirrels, well, I think it's the squirrels. I read this or saw this online, will like hide their food for the winter and stuff. They try to find it uh, to eat it. Like they have a little store, you know. Uh, but the birds don't really have any of that, and God takes care of them. And how much more will he take care of us even if we don't have whatever it is? I think God wants us as Christians to be prepared. It's good to have extra, but I, in my mind, I'm thinking that's because he's going to bless and we just can give it away, and it's good to have extra to show love and give away. And there's scripture on that as well, uh, to work with our hands and so forth, not be busy bodies so that we can provide for our families and give to others. Uh, but beyond that, I, I think that we don't have to have this mindset that everything has to be perfect and in order for the future, because truly, who can know what the future holds? Of course, there's that great parable about the man that had so much stuff in, in, in his barn, he had to build a bigger one, and he thought he was going to be living fat and happy, and he realized that he's going to die that night, and his soul was required of the Lord, and then what would the barn mean then? It wouldn't mean much. Psalm 147.9, he giveth to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. So again, we see God's provision in the bird. We see God's creation and his, his exclusive ability to create, uh, mentioned uh, in the Bible about the bird. And we see God's strength to those serving him. Isaiah 40.31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And so we see here that God's great power, and I'm not going to be able to cover this whole verse in the few, uh, I guess, seconds we have left, not even a minute, but God's great power to, to persevere those believers that are made uh, strong, even though they are feeling weak, that they don't faint, that they rise up like eagles, that they soar in life. That is an example of God's love for man, and he uses a bird as part of that example. And we're going to pick up there in our the second part uh, of Genesis here, 121, tomorrow. So tune in next time. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless, and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at Clark at EnduringPromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.